am Todd. And I am Rich. And this is Big Screen Boogeyman Season 2, Nightmares on Elm Street. And today we are dealing with the 2003 film Freddy vs. Jason, the Ronnie Yu vehicle that is incredibly 2003. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it is so... It's like a pair of low-rise jeans and a boy band. If there's one thing for certain, it's that this movie came out in 2003. Yeah. Yes, you it can tell. It with new metal. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty insane. Um, so uh, today we are joined by uh, a special guest. We have a, a new uh, buddy of mine from a film club I'm in, uh, Hank. Hello, Hank. How are you? Welcome. Hi, I'm good. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. We just <laughs> watched a good movie. I saw this twice today, actually. So, oh my God. <laughs> well, we tend to both watch it twice where we'll watch once and do the notes and then once and just kind of like together where we just kind of like talk about it a little bit while it's going on. So that's fair. Yeah. But I, I did both viewings in one day. You didn't do that, right, Rich? I did not. Okay. So Rich, Rich did it on different <laughs> days. I did them both today. So anyway, uh, Hank, what is your experience with specifically this season on the big screen boogeyman we're doing nightmares on uh, nightmare on elm street but um what is your experience with the freddie and you know jason background like with this movie what prior prep have you had with the knowledge so, that you don't need any at all but what have you had uh, so i think you guys all have a field day with this mm-hmm. so <laughs> i've seen all the nightmare on elm streets uh last year we did a marathon around halloween where we marathoned all of them with all the jackass movies movies in my uh, movie server nice. uh, because we wanted to get ready for the new jackass as well and we thought it'd be a good way to like split it up right. i think uh todd also joined us for uh freddy versus jason when we did that in there i, I did well. in fact yes that was one yeah, of my was... first introductions to hanging out with y'all actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a great time that and um one of the chuckies i don't th- know no, no, it was a uh, leprechaun on the hood i think yes yes yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so we watched all those in there and uh funny enough i have never actually seen a single Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> oh wow! Like, I, to this, to the, uh, to this date, I haven't yet. I want to. In fact, I was going to do it last summer. So uh, we you were, were lost in do. in all of this because those movies are so plot intensive. And, and <laughs> I know. Well, I think you can still watch this one without needing that much of it because I know like the basics. I mean that like the Jason. Uh, like storyline has been parodied so much it's like star wars where like even if you haven't seen it you kind of already know yeah. a little bit at the least i brought my little brother to see this in 2003 when he was 14 yeah. and he had not seen anything from either franchise he got it well yeah this movie is really designed <laughs> for people who are just getting in at this point okay yeah exactly exactly so okay so that's your experience and then general question we ask people before we start to jump into this what are your overall thoughts on this film let's actually start with you rich there is surprisingly little Freddy versus Jason in a movie called Freddy versus Jason. Like We don't get our first fight until like a little over an hour into the movie and it's an hour and a half long. Okay, and so that, that's your overall thought on it? Well, it is surprising how much exposition there is in a movie called Freddy versus Jason. Sure, sure, sure. Fair enough, fair enough. What about you, Hank? What are you thinking about this movie? I think it's great 2000s trash. It's one of those like, I don't know, there's this era of horror films in the early 2000s where like the effects are like kind 
kind of gross, but to like a, f- a funny extent. Mm-hmm. And there's just like an obscene amount of nudity for like a movie like this. Yeah. <laughs> just like random stuff like that. That, that was kind of only made for like five years. And this was like a part of that. And I, I cherish it a bit. I, I really like the trashiness of it. I, I, I wish this is how it, it's pretty insane. Like the whole movie just feels nuts. There's a lot of energy to it. I mean, there's so many random gags. People might call it so bad. It's good. I think I kind of if I could just change like about 5% of the 2003-ness of this movie. Yeah. To me, it's it's just a great film. I really enjoy this. I think it's a lot of fun. But the background, since Hank, we only know each other so well, the background, I grew up watching these obsessively, like both of these characters uh, yeah. to oh, the point yeah. that I've probably seen all of these films 20 or more times. And to me, this film was a triumph when it came out. I couldn't believe, <laughs> I couldn't believe that they didn't fuck it up. Yeah. I couldn't believe that they didn't fuck it up, that it, it's just grown an impressiveness for me over the years. I I like this movie a lot. Don't take this the wrong way, Todd. It's not that I don't like this movie. It's just that I'm less proud of that fact. (laughs) I gladly wear it on my sleeve that I like this movie. I mean, I I enjoy it a great bit. I just can't say it's like amazing. I think it sounds like Todd likes it a lot more than I do, but I still like enjoy it. It's it's better than like, I mean, honestly, probably most of the Chucky movies, I would say. Sure. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So let's dive let's dive in how about that so we start with that kind of dual sound effect where you know what i mean that they're going to do a couple of times i kind of like it this is a movie that's based in fan service right this is a movie that says hey you've heard of these people you want to see the stuff you know about them mixed together here it is it should have debuted at like a comic-con or something like that it feels like that sort of movie yeah it really really does but so it starts with kind of like a cold open of freddie explaining that children gave him power and their fear and it's kind of like an exposition dump on him with yeah. just, you know, like assorted images. A lot of times we hyper obsess on the first couple scenes, but I think this opening scene until we get to the instant nudity. Yeah, the instant <laughs> nudity. I, I don't know if we have much to say, do we? Yeah, I it almost feels like the Freddy version of like the old movie trailer where you like have that record scratch and like, there I am being right. Freddy. <laughs> it's a good like recap for like those who haven't seen it. I'm sure like, oh, sure. In 2004, I mean, the last Freddy, or the last, yeah, yeah last Freddy was like, what? Uh, 1995, uh, right? It would have been yeah, uh, a yeah. new nightmare. Like, in case you've been under yeah. a rock for 17 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like, almost a decade. So it's probably like a lot of audience members that probably need a little bit of remindering or even just some people that just went and saw it because they were teenagers and like, oh, this horror thing I heard about's there. So. Well, no, I mean, I have a vivid memory of going back to visit my family where my brother was still in high school and bringing him at 14 to this and it's one of his first horror films and so he would have been you know five when the last Freddy movie was out so yeah it was a reintroduction and there's nothing wrong with the scene it's just there's nothing that interesting about it it's just kind of like him describing what happened I think this movie as an entire vehicle was also it existed for the kids that grew up in the world of of Freddy and Jason like this was the movie that you could see in theaters even if you had grown up on the reruns from 10 plus years where of sequels. Sure, absolutely. Where were you roughly in age, Hank, when this would have came out? Uh, 
I think I was uh, a ripe five years old. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm only 23. So. <laughs> that new, that's completely fair because I was just – because so you watched all of these last year. So, yeah. So, like, to you, 2003 is like, oh, yeah, I've heard about 2003 being, like, a shitty time. <laughs> and then <laughs> We both oh, know it was a shitty we time. Bo- and we both know for sure it was a <laughs> shitty time because we lived it. Yeah. <laughs> I think my earliest film I can remember is Finding Nemo when my like memories started becoming more rampant, I guess. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So he can't come back if no one is afraid and he finds Jason. Now, for the record, uh, uh, not to be the Jason nerd since y'all haven't really seen all of them yet, but in Jason Goes to Hell, Jason Goes to Hell and, uh, you know, spoiler for a movie oh, 22 shit. years later, post credit scene, you see Freddy's hand emerge and like bring down like Jason's mask yeah and it's basically like oh. a sign that like oh freddy versus jason is gonna happen it didn't happen for another like well, it 11 didn't happen years. until what, alien versus predator sure. came out and made money so it didn't happen <laughs> for another 11 years but it was set up in that movie just as yeah. background that jason was more than just a guy that he was actually like kind of a demon and so this is following that idea like that freddy was able to yeah. find jason in hell not that that's important yeah but it's interesting that we're a podcast so all might three as well franchises decided that the the route to take with the sequels was to complicate the character i know <laughs> they all do so anyway so we then cut to jason he finds jason and jason is asleep basically because yeah. they say that jason is not dead he was just asleep and we see a nude girl so yeah. we get into nudity very yeah. quickly and you are right when you point out hank that this is very 2003 yeah um yes. <laughs> <laughs> in the rated r film it's all also, to be fair, even though Jason is my favorite, it is very Jason films. They yeah. were the most exploitative in terms Jason of like hated boobs. Yeah, Jason hates <laughs> boobs. And, um, you know, this is an example of it. So she's swimming. She's yelling for her boyfriend. She gets out. She sees Jason. She runs. Jason aggressively stabs her. Spoiler. Yeah. (laughs) Jason, Jason aggressively, aggressively stabs her. And that's when we figure out that, you know, it's Jason's in a dream, right? That we're not just actually visiting Jason. But what y'all think about this scene? So we get this like little kind of tricky Jason scene. Yeah, I think right off the bat, you notice that the production value is is high on this movie, even for for 2003. It looks pretty good until you look at the script. Sure. There. So Rich is the grump of the group, and that's fair. I, you know, the script is a little on the nose, but at the very least, like, okay, here's my thing about this movie. I'm always either learning something or I'm watching something that's kind of cool. And as someone who doesn't mind listening to a lot of exposition, because I feel like I'm, you know, it's the guy who liked to do homework in college in me, uh, you know what I mean? Or something like that. I don't mind that, but. um, I I subscribe to the show Don't Tell philosophy. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I'm just seeing why it doesn't bother me as much yeah. i think in these cases but hank any thoughts on these scenes just like what rich is saying about the uh the production value you do kind of notice it right off the bat i, I do agree with that yeah uh, i think it's just such a, a boss move to just like first opening of of like anything with jason you just see like like nudity immediately yeah i just i always found that funny it's i think it's maybe the quickest i've ever seen nudity in a movie like from the get-go <laughs> like you put in the deal that's like minute two of yeah. the movie and you just 
see like a chick fully naked immediately. Yeah. Well, it's one of the funniest things to me. It's yes. a representative that this movie knows exactly what it is. Like this oh, movie is not yeah. trying to be anything other than Freddy versus Jason. Yes. I would agree right, with that. Exactly. No, I totally, yeah. it kind of just completely sets the tone. It's like, all right, I'm in. It has not only self-awareness to an extent, but it has genre awareness as well. Mm. Yeah. I like it. He, um, his mom, uh, basically, so, uh, a new actress is playing his mom. She's fine. Yeah. It's hard to compare to the original. It's uh, kind of dumb when it goes into the Freddy voice too. Like sure. they, yeah. they overplay that hand. Sure. That's fair. So the mom talks to him and basically sets up the premise that like, Hey, you're gonna, you gotta go to Elm street yeah. and, and kill people. But it's actually Freddy pretending to be the mom because Jason's a big dumb animal. And he, so he believes that. Yeah. And that's when we get our blood titles and new metal. Yes. Blood <laughs> titles in new metal. And it's just so fucking perfect to yeah. me. <laughs> it sets the 2003 immediately. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cut to our, our real characters then. So Kia, Lori, and Gib are playing Mary Fuck Kill. You know, total, totally normal names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kia, Lori, and Gib. Lori, of course, is going to be our final girl. We don't mind spoilers on the show. But then we have Kia, who's played by Kelly Rollins from uh, Destiny's Child. Yeah. And uh, Gib, who is played by, why am I blanking on her name, Rich? Go uh, for Catherine it. Isabel. Catherine Isabel. Horror icon. I don't know if you've seen her in other uh, horror films, Hank, or if you're like familiar with her at all as an actress. Not really. No, That's fine. Know. We're old nerds. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's in a bunch <laughs> the of early horror films. Were, were her era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she's just in a bunch. She's in the movie Ginger Snaps, if you've heard of that. Oh, I didn't mean to watch that for Okay, day. so that's a wonderful yeah. film that you should see at some point. And she's just in a bunch of like kind of cult films. Yeah. So she's she's great. Okay. And like, so her being in this film is not by accident. I think she's also like a fan of the genre. Like she's somebody that was was a frequent star of, of low budget horror, but didn't seem to mind that. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. So we establish that Kia, played by Kelly Rollins, is kind of superficial. She wants a nose job. And she's also she's got this quality in that she's a bad actress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Kelly Rollins performance as a whole out of curiosity Hank. I thought she was all right I think one of the best bits in the movie involve her and I'll get to that later when we get to access near the end oh. but uh it's mainly just a line read with her name and it's like a back and forth but um yeah I thought she was all right like I, I generally thought I, I just I forgot she was from Destiny's Child yeah <laughs> but yeah she has this scene later I hope we don't you don't like the scene we hate it it's not the okay. scene where she uses the f word is it no no, no it's before it's when they're in the van oh, okay. Okay. okay thank god okay good oh god <laughs> we were so just, I, we'll get to that too later. sure that's a it's kind of a mess and weird um okay anyway but yeah we, i was just like i hope that's not your favorite scene that would be weird yeah. all right so anyway but we get introduced to these three characters Lori's there she is gonna be our final girl what do we think about her generally speaking i actually kind of don't mind her yeah. she screams well uh sure. she doesn't she's... have many big credits after this no but, uh, no but she was she was fine yeah any thoughts uh on Lori, hank yeah i thought she was okay i didn't really i totally i i, I always forget that her plot is about um it's about her dad right because didn't like freddie kill her dad <laughs> freddie killed her 
mom. Her mom. Right, right, right. Yes. The dad is creepy in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But killed the mom. And I totally forget that subplot until it's brought up again every time. That's okay, because it's not important at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the dumbest subplot. Anytime you go back to, like, Freddy and Jason, I'm I'm just giggling like an idiot. Like, I'm just like, this is great. I just want more of this. I don't care about anything else happening in this world right now. See, I think at the age of 24, I had, like, a crush on this girl. And I think, which is too old to have a crush, I want to be clear. But I think I had a crush on this girl. (laughs) And I I think it made me more invested in the, well, uh, in the the storyline for some reason. Is because I was just engaged in watching, like, these teens, uh, you know what I mean, like, who are interesting to me. Because I think a lot of the characters are fine. But anyway, so, yeah, I liked her. I probably had some sort of, like, crush on her at 24, which was inappropriate. And that that (laughs) set up some stuff. But then, so, Kia wants a new job. Oh, Trey and Blake show up. So as... Wait, first there is Gib flicking the cigarette into Jason's mask. I have that written here. That's right. So we have the flicking of the cigarette on the Jason's mask. I like that. And then the worst boyfriends ever show up. Trey. (laughs) So this is the sort of trashy kind of nostalgia 2003 that I like, like, which is this character shows up and it's something I love in horror. You immediately get to say, oh, fuck this guy can't wait to see him get killed (laughs) (laughs) that's how I felt when I watched like Valentine (laughs) we don't talk about that movie here (laughs) but yeah any thoughts on Trey and Blake I I think that Trey is is the super annoying one correct Trey yeah 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 yeah. I I think that Trey wasn't even cast he they just found him on the street and they're just like do what you've been doing your entire (laughs) life and and just show up to this movie (laughs) maybe that's Ronnie Yu style maybe that maybe that's what he did cinema verite yeah so um i just like blake because he's just so like out of touch like like when he's trying to talk to laurie about feng shui it just makes me laugh a little bit i don't know yeah that was that was cringe a little bit yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) well but see i love cringe so like to me that's like a great part but yeah i i think for some people it's like and then for me it's like yay yeah (laughs) we find out let's see oh we find out the key detail that Lori's mom died and well, we uh, also have our anti-smoking campaign right as, as the oh, two right. guys show up they do, yeah <laughs> they do really go after smoke this movie is clearly anti-smoking yeah. I think yeah. we I think we can agree with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so after the anti-smoking ad uh, we find out Lori's mom died and that she sat about it yeah, which my, makes sense my note here is just backstory that no one cares about backstory that no one cares about <laughs> we established that she was with a guy named Will we established that she's a virgin because that's important. Yes, we establish she's a virgin because that's important for something else that happens later. And then we cut to Trey and Kim having sex. Past that, Trey doesn't... <laughs> this is what I like. Every time Trey talked, I yeah. laughed. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know if that even means the movie's good or not, but when he was like... You know I don't like to be touched, babe. You know I don't like to be touched, babe. I don't know why that... <laughs> I just I just think he's like a funny jerk. So yeah, anyway, so he sends Kim showering. And what did you find out about this new showering that scene? There was a fight on set because Ronnie Yu wanted Catherine Isabel to be naked and she has a no nudity clause. So they had to find a boob double. Boob double. So I that, did not know that. That's interesting, yeah. actually. So yeah, so that is not Catherine Isabel. That was relevant enough to make the trivia page on IMDb. There you go. <laughs> there you go. She's in the shower. We see 
more nudity. We we get as much of that in as possible because we're going to take advantage of this rated R rating, yeah. especially in 2003. And well, Jason I mean, Crash. Oh, go I do think that some of this might have been in response to because I think Alien versus Predator came before this. It did. And a lot of the complaint was that it was a PG-13 movie and people wanted it to be R. Mm-hmm. So I think that some of the extra nudity and violence that you get in this was them being like, yeah, this has to be R. Yeah. yeah. We, well, yeah. This is R as fuck. Yeah. We can say that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. This <laughs> podcast is also rated R. <laughs> so they find, you know, Jason shows up in the house and he uh, stabs the fuck out of Trey. Yeah. But we're is, not done. Which <laughs> is pretty satisfying, actually, already. Like, to see. because It looks you, hilarious, though. It does. <laughs> it looks like he's just kind of, like, pushing it into his back and he's just kind of, like, just thrusting up every time. He's like, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vibe hits me. It looks ridiculous. You're right. Uh, so he's <laughs> wait, stabbing him more, more and more. And then what happens, Rich? That is when he bends him backwards and you get that one final yelp just to sell it that he was still alive for the, the backwards crunch. <laughs> exactly. Because you got to know that to, to increase. Well, this, this actually out. might be my favorite kill in this movie. We'll have to find out at the end if it actually is. But yeah, it's one of the it's one of the top ones, right? It's yeah. definitely one of the most memorable ones. Well, and it's right out of the gate. We had the, the first kill by Jason in the dream, but this is the first real kill and they bring it. Yeah, I, I really. It was brought. It, it, it is brought. <laughs> so they run out into the street and find cops. They find officer stops. Yeah, I the doofus cop. The doofus <laughs> cop. I have listed, uh, written at the top of my notes page, Frosted Tips, <laughs> which I know is a reference <laughs> to him, but like, it's just another, you know, kind of, yeah. it's a sign of the time. People will he watch is so this perfectly movie. cast as yeah. just the stupid cop. <laughs> so the cops discuss Freddy and as they're leaving, so more cops show up and as they're leaving, they say the name Freddy Krueger. Yeah. They say like, it's got to be Freddy Krueger. Somebody says like, oh God, you know, it's got to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lori hears it and then they try to isolate the kids immediately. Yeah. What do you think about this idea that they're starting to set up that I, I actually think is kind of cool? Like this idea that like the cops are part of this conspiracy to hide even the name from the kids. We make fun of the script, but like, I think there's a certain creativity to like the overall outline of the script. Maybe. I think that there are some good ideas that show up in the script. And like, that's why I, I kind of gripe about some of these, these slowdown exposition scenes. Because like, yeah, Yeah. there are some (laughs) things to focus on here that you're doing really well. And then instead we'll hear about like Laurie's dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, And I I think like the, there's like some of the later nightmares. I I remember there was like a couple where I can't remember the main uh, lady's name is the main girl's name, but Nancy. uh, Yeah. Nancy. I think there's like some parts where she's talking with her father when he was still a cop in one of the later ones. Mm -hmm. And he's still kind of like, he's still like, Oh, just shut up about that. We don't, we're not talking about that anymore. Part of it kind of makes sense that it like translates back here too. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the nightmare on Elm street rules are adults being weird and like not trusting teens. Right. You know what I mean? Like where like with Jason, there's basically an absence of adults like in nightmare. It's a lot of about like teens not being respected and understood by their parents. So it does make sense kind of how it fits here. But like, I like the way that they connect these two stories, I guess. I guess I like the basic premise of this movie, even though I I would agree that some of the script is in Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff had already told us that parents just don't understand. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah that's so true. All right, so Lori is, oh, so, so this, yeah, this is where she remembers the name and we have that awesome zoom in scene. <laughs> You can tell that Ronnie Yu was like, look at me. I'm doing some shit here. Like, right? Because he, he's like, we're going to have a camera under you while you're looking down. Yeah. And you're going to have your eyes, you're going to have your eyes closed. And it's going to be really dramatic. You're going to open your eyes as wide as I'm looking at can. a picture of Ronnie Yu right now. And he could Nailed potentially it. have a voice like that. I can see it. He's got that kind of like pretentious face going on. So like, maybe. Yeah. He's got, um in the interviews, because there's these documents documentaries about the Nightmare on Elm Street series and the Friday the 13th series and there's uh, both of them are like four to six hours long and they both mm -hmm. do a lengthy section on Freddy versus Jason and I would say overall Ronnie you seems like a he seems like just kind of like a dude yeah you know what I mean like yeah. he he seems like a thoughtful dude but like a dude who's like not gonna get why some of the stuff in this movie is a little like eh. you know what I mean Thanks. like yeah overall is you know seemingly very thoughtful he he seemed to be really invested in like doing the two mythologies right. Yeah. As did the writers. Well, yeah. because if they hadn't, this movie would have been skewered and would have been dead right out of the gate. Oh, sure. Sure. Because, because yeah, um, yeah. short of Star Wars fans, who complains more than horror fans? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I completely agree. So, okay. So, so now we're in the dream. The, we're in the dream. We get the, the bloody footsteps to start. We get that kind of cool but kind of cheesy scene where like she walks by the wanted posters or the missing posters and all like the kids turn to like look at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then we have the little girl in the hallway with no eyes that tells her that Freddy's back. Oh, yeah. And then we have like a couple minutes that just feels like a presentation from the Freddy PR department. <laughs> Will you elaborate on that just for well, a second? So like we, we go into the Freddy rhyme. We're, like right. we have all the staples of a Freddy movie to to make sure that Lori knows who Freddy is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels like a like a, a press kit. Sure. And then we get a Freddy jump scare and she wakes Ooh, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She wakes uh, up. Yeah, yeah. But then we get to, okay, so we get to Blake drinking. Yeah, I, I have on his porch. CW show with Blake and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I don't know if you know who this is, Hank, but like Blake looks, uh, Blake's dad looks like Alex Jones to me. So I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny to me in the scene because it's like him yelling at Alex Jones but like his dad's like why were you out drinking when you should have been home and he's like hey my, my friend just got killed maybe you can give I me some totally fucking space I about that but like you're you're entirely right like he kind of he has like Alex Jones complete like face and like balding head yes he looks a <laughs> lot like Alex Jones actually if you take this this one scene out of this movie it feels like a teen drama like it feels like a CW yeah, show yeah it really does but I love that shit so he he falls asleep. He has a nightmare. With and a goat? Of, <laughs> that has a goat in it. It's like, I love the idea that oh, this is like yeah. Freddy's warming up. Yeah. You know, he's like, I guess I'll throw a goat in there. I don't know. I'm still <laughs> pretty weak. Here's a goat and then I'm gonna, just going to try to kill you. I mean, you you love cat scares. We have a goat scare. I do. I'm a big fan of cat scares. That's been established on the show. And this 
is, yeah, I, I like farm scares. Yeah. They're so rare, you have to kind of do it under the general umbrella of farm. So then once yeah. he finds a goat, then we have Shadow Freddy, like, yeah. appear in front of him, try to slash him, and then realize he's not strong enough. It's funny, though, because you get to hear Blake go, like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> like, I didn't get killed in his dream. But then he wakes up, and he, like, is has his dad next to him. It's so ridiculous to see. <laughs> <laughs> and so he like pushes his talk like he yeah. puts his arm on his dad and the head falls dead. off and arterial spray immediately yes. yeah you know that yeah. there was no blood up until he had to fuck with it and it's just <laughs> ridiculous anyway so yeah i i uh so he stands up um and jason's right there and jason cuts him in half yeah. basically so he's killed so we already have so, a higher kill count than like the original a nightmare on elm street yeah. about 30 minutes into this film or about 20 well, five minutes into this film you pointed out as we were watching this just how few kills freddy actually gets in this movie yeah he only gets one real like confirmed kill yeah. in the movie but he gets a lot of close calls yeah. and that confirmed kill is who we're about to meet right now we're yes. we go to mark so we get to the mental health facility and we meet mark who yep. i think is played really well the the, the he Reddit, was trying he was really trying he, he gave it, i think he gave it his all I think yeah, he yeah, yeah, it yeah. yeah 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 i liked him in this movie so we meet him and we also and bring in hypnosil we bring in hypnosil <laughs> so we bring up that they're taking drugs they're institutionalized these two kids rich asked if this is a reference to some other movie that we hadn't seen yeah. it is not they have just created like these new kids basically yeah. and so there's a news report on the tv will freaks out because he thinks it's his... about what happened yeah it's about uh trey dying at the house and everything one of the things that i like is that the news station is KRGR <laughs> oh I didn't catch that <laughs> I didn't either and yeah before that as we're meeting like Mark and uh, Jason Will? Will right oh yeah Will mm -hmm. That that's when Mark's like I'm an Uno guy as the guy's trying to get him to play yep. checkers <laughs> so we cut to then unless there is there anything uh, general stuff on, on these individuals that you're interested in Will is Jason Ritter <laughs> Will is Jason Ritter uh, Dipper Pines. Yes. So any thoughts about the institution scenes or these new characters, Hank? Not really. I'm, I'm still, I think the last note I had was at the beginning with when Freddy was, or uh, when they were killing that girl at the lake in the dream. Oh, okay. Next sure. One, oh, no, no. My last one was the bed kill. Okay. That's my last note. And then my next one. We'll hold on to that until we I get there. Let me know when we get there. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just chiming in wherever I, I can remember. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the will is free out basically yeah. and he needs to get out he wants to get out start and planning so, a jailbreak and they plan a jailbreak that they execute effectively almost immediately yeah. so and th this is our introduction to not a single hitch to that either i thought that was hilarious yeah yeah, the yeah. Pink tranquilizer immobatine, yeah, immobatine. <laughs> i love that the guy has the little special leather case yeah. that he holds mm -hmm. the uh in so anyway so they escape through hijinks and we get we cut to Lori's dad and Lori also trying to drop some hypnosis. He's trying to drug her. This fits consistently with the Nightmare on Elm Street. Adults are evil and uh, they're they're well intent. 
intentioned but doing kind of evil things. Well, that's the funny thing about this whole subplot because if he just explained to her what Hypnosil did, she would absolutely take that pill. Absolutely <laughs> agree. <laughs> like, oh, this pill makes Freddy go away. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe two. Give me let's, two. Let's <laughs> do that. Let's do that. So they find out that Will and Mark have escaped. The dad does, at least. So we go to the high school. <laughs> this is where we establish that Kelly Rowland is a great actress. This is okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed this, but I, I honestly think that like her acting in this scene, Hank, is among like some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Like it's Razzie quality. I don't I, know if I'd go that far. I think I it's, it well, <laughs> okay. Well, she, she has, I mean, she, she's playing like a pretty big bitch in that scene in general. Like, I don't know. I didn't think it was like that. Bad. She has this part where she's like, this is so messed up. This is so messed up. And she like, kind of, Oh yeah. And it's like very like weird and awkward, but I could be too negative here, but I just, I don't know. Anyway. So she's, okay, yeah, go ahead. Mention it, actually, I totally, I, I totally do remember like stopping at a moment and just being like, did she really just interruptedly say that like three times? Like out of <laughs> seemingly nowhere. <laughs> it was this movie totally is like Darth Vader that. saying, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that, yeah. That's a good reference. So we get that Kia is kind of a jerk to Lenderman. They're walking in the uh, the place. Kia, we establish, is kind of like rude yeah. to people. That's yeah. like one of her kind of characteristics. Kind of like her only it's characteristic. Not one guy the entire time. I yeah. Think. Lenderman. She just digs on. Yeah. Like just digs on him literally the whole movie from that point yeah. on. Now he's kind of like a, um, like a, you know, he, he's, he's kind of like a hanger on. Like I get that he's, be, but she's very mean to him. Yeah. 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 And so he is talking to her and then Stoner and Frat Boy are handing out party flyers and it's established that there's going to be a party. It's a good old fashioned cornfield party in Ohio. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> this takes place in our native state, Ohio. Oh, is that where it was? I was trying to figure I was going to look it up before. Yeah, Springfield's in Ohio. Now, it's not actually a place in Ohio that I'm I'm aware taking of. Hypnosil right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, my, may I ask, since you guys are from Ohio, uh, is there such things as cornfield raves is that a, is that a thing at all we'll see neither of us are from ohio in high school though we're I both like stuck in ohio like later in our life yeah i grew up in the rural midwest and while i did not attend any cornfield raves i did attend some barn parties that was a thing so there yeah, you go that sounds, that sounds more reasonable like if it was a barn party in the movie i'd be like okay that, that looks but, but they're just in the middle of like a cornfield which they were just double wrong, booked the barn was already well we'd hold on high school so before we quite get there let's take care of a couple of other things real quick because obviously the corn rave needs some attention yeah. but there is something that happens here that's pretty important which is Lori starts talking about Freddy and everyone starts listening I kind of literally like, everyone I kind of like the melodrama of this scene but I could see people rolling their eyes at it but like everyone yeah. starts to stop and listen to her and then Mark comes in and freaks the fuck out yeah. on her Basically. Mark needs some chill. Mark needs <laughs> some chill because Mark basically comes in and is like, yeah, that's a demonic thing that's going to haunt your nightmares and kill you. And uh, you can't ever go to sleep again. Fuck you. Is that the scene? Um, oh, God. There's one scene where he's talking and he's like, oh, you know why Freddie sings the. It's that he scene comes for you because he <laughs> comes for you. And it's like, OK, really? <laughs> yeah. I, Calm down, dude. Right? I told Todd while watching this <laughs> that I wanted a, a pan into the audience and it would just be Owen Wilson saying, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when Lori faints. Lori faints. We see Bob 
Bob Shea there. Just so you know, nerds, we saw it. Uh, so we see Bob Shea there. Don't at us. Bob Shea is the producer of the film, just so you know, Hank. Uh, but okay. he's just the teacher who comes out and looks concerned. So anyway, we go to the doctor's office, which randomly has like brochures about plastic surgery. Plastic surgery. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> well, no, don't you remember? She's reading. So Kelly Rowland's oh, while waiting. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, she's reading. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She's reading the thing and she's like, they put you all the way out, right? And she's asking the nurse stuff. And I just want to point out that the nurse, this just cracks me up, has a sign that says, sorry, the nurse can't help you. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that just makes me laugh. But anyway, this is when uh, Freddie got your nose. Yeah, Freddie doesn't have the power to kill people yet, but he does have the power to mess with their yeah. minds. And so he goes, got your nose and rips off Kelly Rowland's nose. And it's it's actually pretty funny to me. Yeah, I like that. That was part. a good bit. Although there's some hilariously bad CGI on the blood. Yes, I, I, I do like bad CGI, but it is very funny looking. It is. Absolutely. I agree. It's like video game water, but like red. <laughs> so the cops chase Will and Mark out and they run away and then they go to the library. And we have a good old fashioned microfiche scene. Yeah, we have a good old fashioned microfiche scene. I'm sure you've had to use tons of microfiche in your life, Hank. I, you know, I, I'm trying to even remember what that is. No, it's fine. I, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Technology came in and changed everything. It was from a simpler time. <laughs> it was it was from a much simpler time. But I mean, you used to, you know, they would have to hold records that now they can easily hold on the internet. Yeah. Like, like they're nothing, Bro, yeah, but yeah. like in like micro, basically like little photographs that you would expand on these yeah. specialized machines. And to look find at. out that the, the city had been blacking out all the obituaries and exactly. hiding the past. Exactly. Right. Yeah. In this okay, particular that case. Thing. Yeah. That yeah. machine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we decide to hide in the most nondescript van of, of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get to the corn rave. We are officially oh, at yeah. the cornfield rave. So this is the scene I remembered. And I, you know what I mean? Like from my first yeah. time watching it, I don't know if this happens in Iowa. It sure as hell doesn't seem to happen in Ohio as much as maybe it could. <laughs> More of these should exist. It looks like a good old fashioned kind of like frat party in high yeah. school. Like I love how trashy it seems. Um, a circle of trucks. Yeah, a circle of trucks. Linderman shows hilarious. up and they, they force Linderman to drink. Oh yeah, they like do a kegger on him and they just douse him yeah. with all this alcohol. Yeah, he tries to talk to Lori, Linderman does, and then he confronts Kia. He finally confronts Kia yeah. and then she immediately falls for him. But yeah. As you do. As you do. <laughs> um, Will finds Lori and fills her in on most things. Yeah. Basically, like where he's been and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going on. But then we get Kim. Uh, oh, I, I was writing down Kim because I didn't realize Catherine Isabel, the girl with the uh, baseball cap. Uh, Her name is Gib. Is Gib. Yeah. I thought it was Kim and I wrote down uh, totally normal name. Notes. Yeah. How many Gibbs <laughs> do you know, Hank? Do you know how many Gibbs? I think I know one Gibby. Oh, that's shit. That's... <laughs> wow. You know, if anything, I don't know any just straight gigs <laughs> like Gibbs, though. That's... So Kim goes to the woods and sees dead Trey and follows him. Now, part of my problem with this is when does she fall asleep? Are we to believe basically she just walked out and immediately passed out and then that's yeah. when she sees Trey? Okay, that, that just is to make assumption. sure. All right. 
good. I hate when movies make it seem like alcohol has hallucinogenic effects or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like when they, oh, I, I think yeah. it's, I think it's the drug user in me basically makes <laughs> me f- offended when, when uh, symptoms are, yeah. are incorrectly done. But okay. So, he, so she has fallen, pa- basically passed out and we get some classic Freddy shit here, right? We yeah. Get cl- you know, this is, this is probably some of my favorite Freddy stuff. Yeah. Despite I, hating yeah. how they handle this in real life. What do you think about these scenes or do you remember them, uh, Hank? The Freddy scenes right after. The window, well, it's like when she's favorite. like chasing him through. If you have nothing on it, it's fine. But it's where she's getting kind of like chased through the pipes and you yeah. see um, Freddy's face comes through the wall like and yeah. like is doing all I these things. Was, I thought that was neat because I think that was a kind of a callback to one of. Is it the first Friday or the first nightmare yeah. that I think? It seems the, the closest yeah, yeah, yeah. to the first the one, Freddy yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think we tried new Freddy and we are back to the original formula. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it just in kind of like, a, oh, here's like a little like Easter egg of like what was a setting before, you know, it's mm, there's sure. not like a ton there to do, but I, I, I did like just overall just kind of enjoy that. He has this little line where he says the only thing to fear is fear himself. Yeah. Yeah. That was she, funny, she also <laughs> tries a novel idea in just hiding from Freddy because like <laughs> most people do not try that against him. Yes. 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 <laughs> so we have this scene that probably wouldn't be there in like if they made this movie in 2022, but we have like the rave boy. It's just kind of like tonally weird, but we have the rave boy starting to like sexually assault yeah. her. And then, uh, you know, Jason, basically she's hiding in a locker. Freddie's about to kill her in the dream. Yeah. And in um, the real world, heart explodes. Heart explodes. <laughs> just heart <laughs> explosion. Freddie's about to kill her and then her heart explodes. And it's because Jason has just stabbed through the date rapist yeah. into her, her though and killed yeah. her with like the drive shaft of just a tractor. Yes. Too, like just from like the tip of the uh, machete too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jason's got some thrust power. So, but he, oh, no, that, that is not the machete. That is, he picks up like this drive shaft oh, that is right. pointy and oh, is using yeah, it like yeah, a spear. Cause then he flings the, the creeper dude into the cornfield somewhere. Yep, absolutely. That's right. right. But then he, he flicks him so far. Jason is very overpowered in this film. Yeah. Uh, it should be noted so they can match him up against Freddy and it's, it's a little bit funny. So that leads to him encountering the frat boys and Jason on fire, this which is, is like one of my favorite yeah. parts. So uh, that might be my favorite kill. I don't know. But yeah. Like when he throws that fire machete, that was insane. <laughs> so he encounters. <laughs> I, I love that, that scene where they, they show the top of the cornfield as well. And like mm-hmm. he's on fire and you just see his trail of fire as he's chasing that kid. Yeah. Uh, how unobservant awesome. are these kids that they don't notice the like 10 foot flames surrounding them on almost all sides? Yeah. <laughs> they don't notice that, but they, they notice it when the kid like runs out and then just like yeah. takes the machete down. Like, I don't care how cool your cornfield rave is. You notice a fire that big. Yeah, yeah th- exactly. <laughs> I think that what this movie does a good job of is setting up and disp- not uh, sorry, not indispensable, dispensable characters that you're kind of excited to see get killed. So yeah. like when he encounters the two kind of frat boys <laughs> and they're like, fuck you, go find a goat to fuck or, you know, whatever yeah, it is yeah, they yeah, say yeah, to yeah. him. And then he just snaps the guy's neck. You're like, yes. And then he tries to set him on fire with Everclear, which is so freaking funny to me for some reason. <laughs> it's weird because I keep that, saying that, that snapped amazing too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He just looney tunes his head around. <laughs> I keep saying that they can't make a Fantastic Four movie, but I saw a almost perfect uh, human torch right there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. 
<laughs> so um, Jason's on fire and starts chasing the other guy. He throws the machete through him. Then he basically just loses his shit on yeah. everybody and starts killing tons of people. We get a high it's, body. It helps here. that all of the shots of Jason on fire are in slow motion. So he yeah. just looks badass. Oh, it yeah. does. It looks really cool. And then the machete hits the beer to put him out. Yeah. He puts him out <laughs> with some beer. It just feels like such a trashy, like just perfect scene. Yeah. I don't know. I, re- I love it. It's it's a highlight of the film for me. It is truly a cornfield rave scene in a horror movie. Yes, it truly <laughs> is. It truly is. So then we have the fallout of the cornfield rave. We're in the van. Yep. And that that's where we get the line. That goalie was pissed. That goalie was pissed about <laughs> something, man. <laughs> From stoner guy who's yeah. clearly just an allusion to Jay from Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. It would have. I was thinking that same thing the entire time. Yes. I was like, why is this not just Jason Mewes? Yeah. <laughs> he could have just played this character. Because at 2003, Jason Mewes was kind of famous. He, <laughs> his star has fallen well, since. Probably, I mean, I don't know. He might have been open to doing that at that point. I mean, like, that was, was like Dogma era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, well, that was like um, Jameson and Bob Strike Back. I think yeah. it was like, what, like a year before after that mm-hmm. yeah they drop off kia will explains to Lori why he was put in weston hills which is because he was seen he, he saw her saw dad, her dad kill her mom. her mom and then Lori's dad shows up and freaks the hell out yeah he does yeah he does we get some <laughs> real adult on child violence here so and some some solid monologuing yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> So there's just a lot of yelling. And then uh, Lori uh, uh, about what happened. And Lori confronts her dad in the house. And the dad tries to get her to go to sleep, but she runs away. And Will and Lori leave to find Mark. I don't think there's much to talk about there, yeah. really, right? Yeah, I don't think I so. I don't think so. So no. then we go to Mark. In a ridiculously big bathroom. Oh, wait, he's yeah. in his house. He falls asleep. Then he walks and into then the he's bathroom. he's in a ridiculously big bathroom. <laughs> and that bathroom is so big. Now, so as a house hunter, were, were you kind of jealous as of this jealous bathroom? As someone who's just... <laughs> bought a house yeah i was very jealous of the bathroom bathroom i immediately bathroom's bigger than my actual bedroom yeah <laughs> so i used to live in a place though that had an insanely large bathroom so like in the film club hank and i were are in somebody mm. said mention the big bathroom so i am mentioning the big bathroom but i w- i did live in a place that had a bathroom almost that big i have to say and everybody went wow that's a big fucking bathroom well aren't you fancy yeah i don't know what to say it was a rental <laughs> wasn't my place but yeah i did live in a big bathroom place once but anyway they're in the big bathroom and he drops his only caffeine pill yep we're just gonna pretend for even a moment that crystal meth isn't readily available in ohio that's right (laughs) they probably had some of it at that cornfield there are other ways to stay up (laughs) if you live in ohio so he sees his brother in the bloody tub yeah right um and they never really explain it but i think the implication is that freddie killed the brother yeah right like it's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or that the horror of of having experienced freddie caused him to commit suicide right it's one of those two things right because they link it to that well it also it feels almost like an amaji type of thing to like the suicide from it right so we, he you know has these snakes come out i think it's kind of yeah. a creepy kill it's like the slow burn that and the actor does a decent job because he really tries to fucking sell it you know he does but this kill is also kind of a mess well like, freddie okay. pick a lane <laughs> 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 See, Freddy's he's building his power again. I don't know. I like this. I, I, I do. It's just it's it's weird how many elements there are that go into it. Well, because you only got one. 
damn kill uh, in the movie, which is the one thing some Freddy fans get annoyed. Freddy fans, excuse me, get annoyed by. But I mean, he gets a lot of near kills. But yeah, what do you think of this kill though? It was neat. I overall like it's. it's I don't think it's the best one in the movie. Sure. But I, I no. liked. I like the scene like leading. I just like that big bathroom. I like. Yeah. The, I like the pipe. I like um the shot where they show the pipe and like the pill falling down. I thought that was kind of comical as well. Yeah. And then so, he turns around and immediately his brother's there. <laughs> would you deal with a Freddy encounter for that big bathroom? <laughs> man. Yeah. I shit. I'd move my bed in there, man. I think we're starting. I think we're developing a new show for HGTV yeah. right now. <laughs> Horror bathroom. Would you accept a demon for a large bathroom? So, okay. So we get to the police station. Yeah. Cops being cops. New cop says he thinks it's a Jason copycat, but the chief gets really angry and then threatens to put him in jail. Yeah, to which my son was like offended by that. He was like, cops can't do that. This is where doofus cop literally <laughs> explains the plot of the movie to us. Yes. He, he knows what's up. But so then we go to a basement with the whole group and I don't know why the whole group is there. <laughs> They're just there. <laughs> anyway, so they're just there with the whole group. And you know, teens, they like to gather. They like to gather this <laughs> motley crew. Anyway, because it's established they're not even really close friends. Yeah. But then they're saying it anyway. So the cop shows up and does just a giant exposition dump on Jason. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I do remember exactly which scene this was. They're all just like hanging out in this like random room. This is the scene where Lori eventually goes, wait a second. Freddie died by fire. Jason by water. How do we use that? <laughs> that, is, that is a whoa dude moment and i don't know why but that that's like always one of my favorite parts of the whole movie yeah. is when she says that yeah so Lori's kind of sleeping yeah, yeah. Was, we we slowly figure out because she thinks they're about to kill her in her dream uh and then her dad shows up and it's very creepy Freddy and yeah, 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 yeah. but she, yada 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 she rips off freddie's ear and brings it into the real world yeah and that reintroduces them to the idea that you can bring Freddy into the real world. Yeah. So it's worth that, it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Then it's finally time to figure out what the fuck Hypnosil does. Yeah. <laughs> I love when they bring the ear in and like it just immediately drops into the floor and it kind of like becomes maggots. Yeah. And yeah. A yeah. bunch of maggots. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite parts of that scene too. I do like that. They so so they figure out that Hypnosil, they figure out what it is and they decide to go to Weston Hills to steal it. Yeah. Basically. Mm. So we get to Weston Hills and immediately Stoner guys like we need to smoke a J. Now <laughs> I I sympathize with this guy who I'm surprised I just, we're not smoking a joint right now. I am thinking about it. He's you know smoking a J. Jason shows up and kills a guard. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, by pounding through a door. So this we discussed this during the movie. Jason was old enough to figure out fucking doors. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that difficult. The raptor from Jurassic Park could figure out doors. So can Jason. That's <laughs> that's all I'll say on the matter. But no, Stoner destroys all of the drugs, basically, because, because he interacts he with a Freddy drugs. Worm. Because he uses drugs, he interacts with the Freddy. So it's basically Freddy implied he must have passed out then, right? Yeah. Because this is a dream. Yeah. So or so he's sleepwalking at this point because Even Freddy's controlling him. Okay. Anyone who's smoked weed knows that typically you do not dream or remember your dreams. Sure. That's uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, should have been immune. <laughs> not when you're on the Freddy strain, though. He smoked true. regular weed before the Freddy weed even entered the picture. As we both kind of talked about and like discussed at the same time when watching this film, the caterpillar from 
um, Alice in Wonderland yeah. is the illusion here, right? Yeah. When uh, Freddy shows up in this worm form and makes him more high. And I have to say, it's kind of cheesy CGI, but I really like the creativity of this part. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe it's oh, just it's the fun. stoner in me, but yeah. I just find it fun, like the representation of it. Now it's done. And then well, the caterpillar like, crams itself down his throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then like going back to like 2000s horror movies, I feel like there were so many that like would always cram like a weed gag in there. Yeah. I know like one, I know the um, scary movies always did those too. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, there's always like a lot of those. Well, it was, it was at a time that like weed was becoming a more talked about thing. Yes. Yeah. Jason tosses the guard through the door because Jason, as the two of you don't know, he loves tossing people through things. Mostly windows is his favorite, which is called what? Defenestration. Thank you. Rich knows stuff. <laughs> uh, and then, um, <laughs> but uh, also he just likes throwing people through things. Yeah. And so as a Jason fan also, it was nice to see that. So he throws the guard through the door and the kids run and they're all running past. But Stoner Freddy is now basically, Stoner has, has basically become Stoner Freddy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, go ahead. He has filled the syringes with Imobatine. Yes. They make sure to show because they set up everything in the science is on point here. They make sure to show that you're supposed to dilute by one hundredth Imobatine, but for Jason, they just fill up the syringes yeah. all the way. So they are not fucking around. This is a hundred times the dose. Yeah. The stoner injects Jason and then gets cut in half. Yeah. But Jason passes out. Uh, so Jason is then in Dream World. We've done it. We are finally to the point where Freddy is versus Jason. 64 <laughs> minutes into the picture. Now, now you're right to call out the title. You're right to call out the title on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I've enjoyed the journey. What can I say? I'm just saying you would have enjoyed it had we gotten here 10 minutes earlier because we cut the plot about Lori's dad. That's fair. I don't know. I, I, I mean, if it was just Freddy versus Jason and nothing else, it would probably just get boring after a while, right? Maybe. See, that's my take. But Rich, Rich doesn't agree. The entire Marvel universe is dudes fighting dudes for two hours at a clip, so. But he likes this better than Marvel. So there you go. I do. I want Marvel movies to feel like this movie. I, movie, I feel like Marvel movies, they have fights, but there's like usually 30 minutes of like attempts at jokes and stuff like that. Not not like harking on any of them. Oh yeah, there was none of that in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe in general, I think, it's just more goofy. Sure. I mean, it's more campy, which I feel like no Marvel movie ever feels like that. They all just kind of feel like the same box every time you open one. I'm going to give a, a compliment here because we, we did miss one scene that I actually kind of think is cool when stoner kid gets taken over by the Freddy weed, which is when he goes into the, the coma unit and like all the coma people are sitting up like mumbling and kind of like pointing. Oh, and yeah. that, that actually looked pretty cool and creepy. I liked it. So basically we don't know it yet, but they, so Jason is in dream world, but they have, they've put him in the back of a van, yeah. but Jason's in dream world. And Freddy says, welcome to my nightmare. And then there's a fight. Yeah. And there's, then, the, there's the dream world fight where Jason Black Knights Freddy. <laughs> so there's there's a bunch of stuff that happens. There's the pinball gag. Yeah. I like oh, that great. where he's flying around. You didn't like how that looked. See, Rich <laughs> was a grump about this one. Go ahead. Go off on it. It just looked like. You know, OK, I kind of get what you're saying, because it, it does look weird. Like it, it kind of just looks like they're shaking him in midair over and over again. And it doesn't really look like he's like hitting anything like a pinball machine. Also, sure, before the pinball, we have the 
Freddy can hip thrust you through things. <laughs> <laughs> See, but all that st- I don't know, all that stuff made me laugh. I lo- I loved no, watch- laugh too. I loved watching him hip thrust Jason around. But I, I do like that they they essentially do the Monty Python Black Knight gag first, where like Freddy gets all of his limbs cut off and is still like standing there. And yes, I, yeah. I wanted a a flesh wound joke. <laughs> it's really, yeah, that would be great. The um so they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Freddy figures out that Jason is scared of water, which, which for the bullshit. record is ninety-eight percent bullshit. Uh <laughs> in uh if you're familiar with like it's like minorly alluded to like in context in one movie. There's nothing to indicate that he has like an overall fear of water. But anyway, so in this movie he does though. So whatever. Yeah, I mean he's been in the water quite a bit, but yeah. Sure. So he gets and this, scared of the water. Yeah. And th- and that that's kind of where one of my favorite lines in the movie is because he's like drowning in the water in the dream world, but then like in the in the van, he just has all this water coming out of his mask. Yeah. And all the teenagers are like, "Oh shit, what's going on? Oh, uh, we need to give him CPR." And Kia, he, he has asthma. Kia, he has asthma. Oh my god, that is. <laughs> Kia, he has he asthma. Is so hilarious. I die even when I was when you asked me to be on the podcast this morning. I. I was rereading my review because I was like, oh, I, I, I got to remember like what this movie is kind of about. And my quote was that, yeah. that line. And I just started dying immediately <laughs> for like five minutes. I've used that quote, too, because it's just so fucking funny the way he says it. Yeah. The delivery is perfect. Yeah, he has asthma. <laughs> he's so he's so panicked. Like, I don't yeah. think I did it justice, but like, he's just so scared. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. I think at our group watch when we did it back in our server, I think all of us we're just like type laughing for literally five minutes like <laughs> just talking like all this shit we were past it and we were still sitting there laughing about how absurd that was uh, if you ever need like a 15 character password kia he has asthma <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway we we skip over this which is fine but Lori puts herself to sleep because she's gonna grab freddie and so Lori sees like some of jason's background she sees him like taunting little jason yeah. she sees yeah. uh the couple having sex and like sets up that really dumb joke about like coming yeah 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 uh she tries to get him uh from the water but freddie is 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 there and gets really mad first first uh then we crash the van this is what well, jason gets flung the fuck out of that van yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's when that happens is uh the van gets flung and remarkably doesn't wake up yeah well it, yeah it just it reminds you yeah, yeah, yeah. how important seatbelts are <laughs> After that, they're like they're like shaking her and slapping her. And yeah, she has to burn her arm. Yeah. <laughs> so Freddie says some creepy stuff that we don't need to get into, and then her arm gets burned, yeah. and she wakes up. We also establish that Freddie actually killed her mom, but who oh, fucking yeah, cares? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I agree, though. You're right. Like, who fucking cares? That whole subplot yeah. is really it. Just doesn't matter that much. I and forget so, it until they bring it up every time. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. And it's just like a whole plot to set up some minor things that you could have explained in other ways yeah, so it just exactly. it doesn't make sense it's, um, 
inefficient writing. And you should always be cutting in films like this, yeah. especially. ABC. Yeah. ABC. So Freddy gets pulled into reality and that's okay. That's the best moment in the film though in terms of like a five second bit, which yeah. is like when Freddy all of a sudden realizes yeah, that Jason's the there and then you hear and get oh, he's yeah. Robert England does that perfect look and then you get that like new metal like duh. Yeah. <laughs> rock. Yeah, like all of a sudden or like yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know that rock music starts and he gets scared and like it's like, ooh, you're in Jason's world now. The only thing yeah. that it was missing is for Freddy to say, looks like it's Freddy versus Jason. And then the, <laughs> the music comes in. <laughs> at least Lori did say, Welcome to my world. Like that was at least fun. And then, well, yeah. and then they start that fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. So okay, so Freddy gets pulled into reality. They fight and I put it's pretty you know like they all try to fight freddy or sorry jason for a little while yeah. uh linderman gets caught or like hurt in the fight he tries to be heroic mm -hmm. but it, it's it's not good and then they're like running around and they're fighting for a little while yeah 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 and it's it's fine they haven't gotten to the big like industrial fight yet yeah. but they're fighting a little bit and then there comes a point where freddy has to choose between kia or Lori, and this gets into like our least favorite scene yeah. of the movie yeah it's it's the most like awkward one just like it's, line wise it's just so 2003 because it's like you know what we haven't done yet have some like playful racial and homophobic humor yeah uh and it's <laughs> like then they're like hey let's take a well, let's take a break for that. There, there's some more fighting, and this is all at the heavy construction yeah. stuff. Where we get our oxygen tank torpedoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. See, I love this whole fight scene. I love dumb stuff like this, where it's like, why the fuck is this yeah. here? Like, I just I like bad good movies too it, much it is fun. to I not enjoy like this. The yeah. metal rods go through them. You did bring up a really good point though about Freddy's powers, which is it's not established that he should be able to do any of this. Yeah in the real world yet he just kind of can <laughs> for some reason it's like how does he jump 20 feet into the air without us seeing how that works at all you know, i didn't even think about that that's yeah well i guess <laughs> technically even though it's kind of disavowed now well, i guess technically nightmare 2 he does that see they had to cut the scene that would make that make sense so that there was time for laurie's dad subplot <laughs> <laughs> your vicious vendetta against this subplot all right so they end up um on the dock yeah and lori uh sets Spraying it on fire it gasoline. sprays it on sprays it with a uh, gasoline sets it on fire and yells freddie yeah. go to hell it's oh a point i wanted to make earlier is i do think this film does a good job because she's saying freddie goes to hell that's an applause line this film makes freddie the villain and jason kind of the good guy yeah and i think being even though Jason kills almost everybody. Yeah, yeah. Even the <laughs> and so I think being a fan of both of those franchises, that that was the only way to go with this, yeah. though. Which is, I think the Freddy fans are more willing to say, like, yeah, Freddy's the villain, sure. Freddy's the manipulator. I like that. So I do like at the end that you're like wholeheartedly rooting for Jason, yeah. even if you're a Freddy fan, which is kind of funny. What I don't like is the the set pieces of we have giant propane tanks right next to our gasoline pump. <laughs> 
<laughs> all makes sense to me. Uh, so Jason is getting his ass kicked until the fire. Then Jason rips his heart out. That's what I have written down. Or the, does Freddy rip Jason's heart out? Or Jason rips Freddy's heart out? Jason rips uh, Freddy's heart out, I believe. Yeah. But okay. It doesn't even like look like he fully rips it out. He just kind of gets his hand very deep in there. Okay. Just that's what it is. In there for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's very right. awkward looking. And then there's a huge explosion. There is. Yum. So we then see, and I kind of liked this because I the fake out. I've now seen it so many times. It genuinely did fake me out in the theater, though. I remember. Yeah. I remember this part, which is they show it, and you think it's Jason is alive. Yeah. All of a sudden, machete. Yeah, all of a sudden, the two teens are just sitting there on the dock, and all, and somebody presents themselves, but it's actually Freddy with the machete, and he's oh, and uh, he's about to uh, kill them, and then Jason emerges out of the water and stabs him through his body with his own fucking arm. This I remember being <laughs> yeah, the like f- the applause moment of the movie and where people cheered. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and for good reason. What a great part, right? She picks up the machete that Freddy has dropped yep. and then says, welcome to my world, bitch. And then cuts his head off. <laughs> so it's great, right? I mean, like, and that's, you know, you know, ostensibly the ending of it. Then you get like a yeah. little thing afterwards, but that's the end of like the main action. And then um, Jason rises with Freddy's head and yeah. then Freddy's head winks. Jason emerges with Freddy. And then and you then hear that double, rock. you hear that, well, you hear that double sound effect. Yeah. Then to butt rock. Okay, so that brings us to the end here. So we have a couple questions at the end. Any thoughts on the, oh, we should at least acknowledge this ending though and what we think about it. Did you like this ending? Yeah, I, I think this is the logical way to conclude this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I don't think I can think of anything else better. It's just kind of go for it. I mean, if one of them won over the other one, sure. it, would, it would be kind of shitty. Exactly, exactly. And at the end, you can kind of fight for either side. So I, yeah. I, I like that. I, I do you enjoy this ending it's cute i remember having a good feeling when i left in fact if they ever did a freddy versus jason 2 i would be the i would be their opening weekend yeah. I, I would love to see that so too. absolutely absolutely so we have a couple questions we ask at the end the first one we will uh I'll, I'll take it first so the first one is what would you do to fix this movie and mine would be i would take out some of the 2003 of it uh i would change that uh kelly Roland's death scene I would yeah. just rewrite that scene completely and I would take away the like sexual assault illusion yeah. and just some of that stuff that doesn't fit with the tone of like an upbeat kind of fun slasher yeah. like there's places yeah. for stuff like that in other sorts of movies where it's contextualized better it just didn't work yeah. in this though and so that's it, my fix. it never adds anything to the yeah, picture yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah what about uh you rich what would you do to fix this movie if you could fix something. I've said I have it a couple idea. times. Yes. <laughs> can the can the Lori's dad subplot. Uh, just a lot of these exposition scenes, they're not bad necessarily, but they run a little long sure. and there could definitely be some, some cutting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. What about you, Hank? I would, I mean, again, with the Lori's uh, mom subplot, I, I was just kind of like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't really need to be there. Um, probably take out the casual racism and homophobia marks. Sure. Uh, 
god. Other than that, I don't know. Like, I I, I want to say I, I don't want to like change it too much because I, I at the end of the day I'd probably still give it the same rating even if these things were changed. If not, like maybe a smidgen higher. But I would want it to stay about the same in like camp and just two thousand three ness. Yeah. I I would um more new metal. That'd be funny. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they didn't have a lot of new metal during a lot of the um kill scenes. And I think if they just threw in a, a random like stabbing westward song or some shit like and just like random scenes or just like throw in like you know what i mean like, like just like random scenes where like uh jason and freddie were killing i think that would just add a little more 2003 to the mix okay um, without basically my, my whole idea is i don't want to change anything too radically just keep it about the same tone wise nice. uh, that's what i would change mad yeah. yeah i like it well, let's go to you rich first on this next question which is what is the best kill in your opinion i like early on the the tray kill the the folding backwards that's that's a new one and it establishes this movie as a slasher like there's a death before then but this is when we're going right yeah. absolutely what about you hank uh my favorite's still the flame machete i think because I, I again that whole scene <laughs> just feels so fun i love the whole corn circle scene and just again that shot where they show the, the him on fire and the flame following him i might be my favorite shot sure. if, if you can if you can really take like a one perfect shot out of any of this movie that probably would be it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it's it's a great look i enjoy that i am going to go this is a tough one because i don't want to double up but you took my two favorite ones so i think i'm actually going to do a cheap one and i'm going to do actually the freddy's uh, arm being stabbed through his own body since that is ostensibly a kill like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna I, go ahead and probably do like that. the most iconic kill in the whole thing yeah yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that i don't think we're gonna lose any fans for that take no i think we're okay <laughs> i think we're okay so last question we're actually gonna go uh to me first on this one um it's what would you rate this out of 10 bright shiny knives but you can do things to go 0. 0.2 0. 0.3 0. 0.5 if you want to but you just have to come up with something creative so rich and i'll go mm -hmm. first i'm actually going to do something that's undone in big boogeyman history and you'll understand when i say it so i'm going big screen big screen boogeyman what did i <laughs> say said big boogeyman big boogeyman <laughs> i'm going big boogeyman here no big screen boogeyman um undone in our history i'm gonna go seven bright shiny knives but two doses of hypnosol uh which are uh or no amobatine uh two doses of amobatine which are negative 0.1 uh so i'm going with a 6.8 on this one i like this film quite a bit i can't say it's a great film but damn do i enjoy watching it every time i've seen it and i watch it more than so many films that i think are better right. so let's go to you next right all right so this picture to me it's absolutely a shameless cash grab but it's such an effective shameless cash grab sure <laughs> uh that yeah for ratings i am going to give this four shiny knife fingers mm -hmm. two machetes <laughs> and a handful of hypnosil for a total of 6.5 oh <laughs> 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 nice you tricked me on that one okay yeah uh i like that all right what about you hank i would give this six shiny machetes to to seven dull machetes which is my way of saying strong six to a light seven that's how i usually review things okay fair enough i'll take that 
<laughs> I'll take that. So that's good. We were all about in the same area on this, yeah. actually. It's, you know, it's a fun film. I recommend it to people. It's probably one you can watch without even having really watched yeah. the other yeah, franchises. Totally. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I think with the exception of the 2003-ness, this is a easy, like, crowd-pleaser movie to put on. And, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of people will be hate-watching it, but everyone will have had a fun time. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I, I, don't, agree. I, I think if you come out of this and just absolutely hate it, you just I don't know I think you might be a Debbie Downer yep. I hate to say it <laughs> <laughs> well that's been it for the big screen boogeyman we want to thank Hank for coming on the show yeah, thanks of course hope thanks you had a good time me, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and uh, so until next time try not to sleep watch yeah. some uh, watch some movies instead right all right mm-hmm. so goodbye <laughs> everybody and uh, yeah till next time bye <laughs>